Celebrate Wearable Art Podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Howard, and I'm sitting here with Martha Sutak, the curator of Celebrate Wearable Art, and Jackie Ganim DeFalco, the co-founder and chair of the event. And this podcast is dedicated basically to the kickoff of what is going to be a fantastic month-long celebration of wearable art. And um, let's let's just talk about it because the event itself, the fashion show, the the um, runway event is going to be on October 1st. But what is wearable art? It's an important question, Maureen, <laughs> and I'm going to let Martha start. Yeah, Martha? I'm, it is a very difficult question because it um, has many definitions according to different organizations. But let's start with what Wikipedia says about it. It's really easy. <laughs> it's just any sort of fine art that has been crafted into something wearable. So there needs to be a certain legitimacy to the art, um, and then people use craft and design to turn it into something that you can wear. And if you read further through Wikipedia, you find out that also wearable means just that the individual wearing it can stand. You don't have to be able to sit, move, or do anything else. But um, I think the way that Jackie and I and our organization interprets it is anyone who has a statement or something to say via a garment or a piece of jewelry or a complete look um, mm-hmm. has an opportunity through our runway show to exhibit that. Well, well, the Celebrate Wearable Art show has been going on for quite some time, Jackie. Give us a little bit of history of the show to help our listeners and our viewers. Well, the show actually started in 2011. The Wearable Art Group started 11 years ago, um, and that was a group that grew out of common interest among jewelers initially, and then very quickly we added makers of fiber arts and accessories, people that work with leather and make pocketbooks. And the idea was, um, as a group, we came together first to have a salon, a discussion about um, jewelry initially in the very first year. And we realized we all had a lot in common. We wanted to do more. And I, and I actually a little bit of an organizer, so I asked the group, you know, what else would you like to do? And they said, we really want to sell our work. And so as a group, we came together and we started doing a wonderful holiday show at the Sorry, free library in the Saunders House, which was a highly underutilized space, as I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. And we really brought the community together to have an intimate environment to experience our version of wearable art, which was all the things that we were making. We always curated the group in such a way that there was a great diversity and, um, you know, really beautiful things, a beautiful display. Everything was beautiful. People mm-hmm. wanted to connect with us and with our work, and the setting was very intimate. Mm-hmm. And who were some of those artists that were working with you early on? Beth Williams, uh, Camilla McFadden, um, Meredith Anderson, Lee Cunningham. We're all in the initial group. As I said, it was high, a big group of jewelers initially, and then people like Camilla came along, and Marlene Kahn, who makes handbags, Susan Kinney, who's a felt jeweler, Um, These are people that have been with us right from the very beginning. A lot of our initial folks, you know, have have not pursued um, their craft uh, further. But as far as I'm concerned, they're among the initial group. Right, and and it's morphed over time to now be this fantastic 
showcase yes. of where so people are. So in 2011, we decided we would raise the bar um, because we'd sort of reached a peak, I think, in those holiday shows. We did continue the holiday shows, but in, in 2011, we said, let's see if we can do a runway show. So the first one was at Bass Rocks, and we actually imported a wearable art show that had been done in Boston as the baseline because we knew what we didn't know. And so that was the very first time, and I didn't have a curator stylist <laughs> like we officially have today. And that was one of the biggest learnings from that mm -hmm. first event. It has gone through so much growth since those early years. I mean, certainly the addition of Martha has raised it up a level of professionalism, really, in a way that you didn't have before. It was just really um, a, some coordination that was needed just to create some flow. And uh, it was that simple. The artwork is... is you know, the design has been fantastic. So Most people don't know that there's a Celebrate Wearable Art uh, runway event up here. Um, you know, the general public don't, don't might not understand it to a certain degree. And uh, certainly if you're fashionable, you think that you're, you're artistic <laughs> in a way. But yeah. this, is, this is a whole different idea of fashion as art. And it's, and it's at that higher level of um, artists work. In fact, the Peabody Essex mm -hmm. Museum just had a um, had a show on that mm -hmm. that you know well. I wanted to get to that in a minute, mm -hmm. but um, so tell tell us more about how you know the the show has evolved mm -hmm. from 2011. You had a show in 2013 and 2015, 15, and now this mm -hmm. one 2017 every other year. Mm -hmm. and, and that's all by design, um, realistically, because it's 100% volunteer, as you know. Mm -hmm. It takes a long time to put this together, but also I think it gives the artists who know they want to do this sort of work a long time to incubate their ideas, and they really appreciate that, and I think, you know, the biggest value of doing this show is literally to give every artist from every genre a clean palette to work with. They can actually... Literally, as we were saying earlier, it's as simple as the human body. If they can find a way to do something interesting on the human body that can be worn, um, they can expand outside their normal boundaries. And that's, to me, one of the beautiful mm -hmm. things about the show is to listen to people that have worked on their ideas for two full years since they last left the last show. So give us some examples because we're sitting here in the podcast <laughs> studio. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> we're, we're talking about this, but like explain mm -hmm. some examples of some of the fantastic work that's been shown at mm. previous shows because we still working on the show that's yes. coming up. So yeah, Jackie, what are some of your favorites? Martha, what are some of your favorite examples of these artists really taking it to the next level? Yeah, I think um, what comes to mind um, are some pieces where the artist really had a point of view they wanted to convey. We have one artist who um, only works in found materials, so she's used um, bicycle tires, and this year it's going to be, well, I'm not going to tell what she's using this year, <laughs> yeah. but they're all fine, fine, found objects that um, because she feels that things are neglected and just thrown away, and she sort of extracts them from the trash and makes these beautiful, beautiful um, outfits out of them. And uh, so we find that kind of thing really intimate and and um, really, really fun. So, and and this person doesn't, you know, this person is an interior designer who is completely out of her element, and she's also a, a painter, um, completely out of her element, but she figures out ways to express herself. And in that process, she's learning all kinds of new things. I mean, mm -hmm. who knew that you could sew rubber tire linings together to make skirts and tops? So, mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. I found that very interesting. Right, and as an artist, you're, it's must be fascinating to be able to do that growth in a different area. That's right. Uh, Jackie, right. some of your favorite pieces um, to describe what these artists are actually doing. Well, I think I have to use a couple of different types of examples because I think from the core group, people like Beth Williams and Camilla McFadden, I mean, we're all working very hard um, in this initial group of makers to, you know, make a living as an artist. You know, I have to speak specifically for Beth and Camilla. Mm -hmm. And so, but of course, you're under a lot of pressure, you know, to produce on a day-to-day -day basis when you're doing that. So to give, you know, so the, the kinds of pieces that have come out of that group, um, Beth Williams, the very first year in 2011, created a monumental necklace that lit up out of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, of glass pieces that she had designed that really, you know, threw her into another level of artistry in terms of the way that she, and she also partnered with somebody on it. Uh, so I love that. I love that Camilla continues to come up with a theme where she'll get four different models to work together and she incorporates jewelry from our group into her looks mm -hmm. um, and always raises mm -hmm. the bar in terms of the textures she's working with and the designs and the where she's picking up inspiration from nature. I mean she's sort of the essence of the group in a lot of ways, the way mm -hmm. that she prepares mm -hmm. and thinks things through. And then the flip side is to take a celebrated artist like Eileen Mueller, who's so well known as a painter, who just kind of had in the back of her mind her whole life she wanted to make something wearable and just blew us away last year with her first wearable look on the runway and a beautiful vest she did for the vest show. So just to see these things come to life is so exciting. And, and I'd say the other thing is the young designers, you know, the young fashion designers who really are still artists at their core. Absolutely, yeah. You know, the Jennifer Greeks of the world, you know, that really need to continue to express themselves as artists first mm -hmm. and get out of that, you know, sort of cra that very challenging fashion engine that's out there. Right, right. Because, you know, Jen Greek is a fashion designer mm -hmm. and um, she does a lot of work in New York City, right? But mm -hmm. she's a local local gal to Gloucester mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Beth Williams and Camilla McFadden are both also local mm -hmm. artists in Gloucester. Um, and so, you know, when you think about this merge, right, they're, they're artists making wearable art, and Jen is a fashion designer, but is heading over in that end to the wearable art space. But there are also uh, artists from outside um, mm -hmm. Cape Ann that are now involved in the show as it has grown, uh, both in popularity and significance mm -hmm. in the world yes. of wearable art. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about some other past items that have been shown I'm thinking about a particular I'm artist. Of, um, are you thinking <laughs> of Barbara Poole or Jane Wilson Marquis or, you know, any of those? I mean, they're all people yep. from out of our area. Yeah. And um, also the, the RISD students that came up last year. That's another whole discussion, mm -hmm. really, is the students who right. participated. Um, but I've had a, a long relationship with this couture designer in New York. And the truth is that the level, again, of artistry that she puts into her garments for wedding gowns and evening wear and jackets is there's really no true home for it. And that's what's so interesting about wearable art is it's really boundaryless because it's such a niche. Mm -hmm. And so we are able to tap, and if we know who these folks are, we tap into them and we give them this runway, so to speak. To be on, they're very excited about it. Right, it gives them a chance to be show their pieces. 
some of them, it's a real emotional journey. I mean, they have a real purpose, um, be it political, social, or just spiritual. Um, and it's fascinating to us to hear about that process. And there aren't that many places where someone can exhibit something that is absolutely fantastical with no purpose other than to show to express mm -hmm. themselves. Right. Well, right. you just mentioned exhibit. It, this really is a moving exhibit. That's this right. is a walking exhibit Very much so. because mm -hmm. it's you're you're blown away as you see right. the pieces uh, run, come down the runway. Yeah, right. And you're it's mm -hmm. one more fascinating piece after another, and you're like, wow, this is an art show, uh, yeah. a walking art show. It yeah. is. And you know, Maureen, you know the role that you know so well, which is really um, the description about the pieces, is so essential to what we do. I mean, every fashion event that I've ever been to I barely see the piece and it's gone and I know nothing about it and you know I've tried to you know as we sort of built this over time I've tried to take the best of what I've learned from watching other things happen and the worst and take the worst out and put the best in and I think one of the things I never liked about going to a fashion event was I didn't know how the piece was made I didn't know what the inspiration was I didn't know anything about the artist so we've really tried to push back on that that's right you know and create create this from the art side first and right. the and the wow fashion side second and i think mm -hmm. the audience was hungry for that you know to to not all the lights and the glitz and the glamour you know we still get that effect mm -hmm. but we get it for the artistry well yes because you bring up a good point because people think of fashion one way is either as fashion week in new york or fashion week in milan or london right. and we see the photographs of a collection coming out mm -hmm. most of those fashion most of those fashion week events are collections and we have this mm -hmm. visualization of the models going walking down but this is a totally different kind of event there's a runway Martha That's right it's very timely I mean you think about the food movement today that you know everyone wants to be a locavore and in the same way everyone wants to know where their garments are made and they want to know the story behind them and they want to understand that and this show just really um, gives people all of that information it's highly evocative and um, people want to, to have a story. They want someone to ask them the story behind their jacket or their scarf. Yeah, that's a really great point because uh, at the at the Wearable Art Show, um, it, the, the Celebrate Wearable Art Show, which is going to take place on October 1st of mm -hmm. 2017, there's also a marketplace. Mm -hmm. So you've merged these two wonderful opportunities to right. see the pieces as art coming down the runway and a marketplace where people are selling their wearable art and again the 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 selection of artists there to have an original piece to tell that story mm -hmm. um, and also how does it feel to own a piece of wearable art I'm gonna put that question to both of you right. because you're both artists <laughs> <laughs> Go well, ahead. I'd say you know, from my perspective it feels the same way it does to have you know your favorite look at your favorite painting on the wall of your house I mean you're proud of it you feel a connection to the artist you feel different sometimes it makes you feel beautiful mm -hmm. hopefully it makes you feel beautiful that's right, right. that's right and I, I agree I think that um, it does give one a real sense that they have um, 
that that in a way they're celebrating. They're they're wearing art. They're not just wearing something that's been made by a machine. So I think that that idea that someone labored over what you are wearing um, and and probably solved some problems in the course of doing that mm -hmm. um, makes it much more um, rewarding to wear than just selecting a garment and yeah. and having a, a label on it. And the majority of the folks who are exhibiting uh, their items for sale are these local artists we're talking mm -hmm. about from Cape Ann and a That's wider right. region. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's a regional uh, space, yeah. but you know, local fashion designers and uh, like local artists. Yeah. Right. That's right. And, and her beautiful silk wear. Um, you know, it, yeah, Christine Kelly, Pavlina Gilson, you know, Manchester, they're from Manchester yeah. by the sea. I mean, these folks are, you know, we just, we had to find them. I mean, they were in their studios working away, had mm -hmm. a few little clients and everybody's been out looking for people doing this and they're coming out of the woodwork slowly. Mm -hmm. um, but to return to a point you were making earlier about fashion weeks, I mean, there, it's no coincidence at all that Celebrate Wearable Art is the first day of Boston Fashion Week. Okay, <laughs> Great. so yes, let's, that let's is by design. That. <laughs> um, and the other thing that's by design is mixing, you know, the makers, the marketplace with the runway, because in today's bigger world of you know retail and just anything related to consumers. It's all about the experience. Mm -hmm. And that is what you have to do to sell at the level we're trying to sell our work. Um, you know, you, artists can't survive on, you know, people spending $50. You, you really have to raise the bar and give them the full experience, you know, sort of the general audience so that they, they really know what they're owning, mm -hmm. you know. And so that's been part of, that was our big challenge. That's what we faced in 2011. How do we raise the bar? So this creating this fantastic experience, which is a lot of work, you know, it, you do that so that you're raising the bar for the whole category. That's that's the idea. Right. So if October 1st is the first week of Boston Fashion Week, there's some coordination, as you said, by design. And um, it's a bit of kickoff of Fashion Week in Boston. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. what else is happening that people coming up from Boston? What's happening? There. Well, for us, the most important thing is that the head of Boston Fashion Week, Jay Calderon, is actually coming here September 7th to be part of our Cape Ann Museum uh, wearable art panel that we're doing. And, and again, he's somebody who we've always wanted to have involved in That's our right. event, but he's a pretty busy guy, as you can imagine. <laughs> uh, he's also associated with the School of Fashion Design in Boston. So I think you know, we've always been part of his virtual Fashion Week on the fashion trail. Mm -hmm. Um, but having him actually be one of the leaders of the discussion alongside of Paula Richter from the PBS Essex Museum here at the Cape Ann Museum will further solidify that relationship. Right. So there's a panel discussion uh, on September 7th at the Cape Ann Museum. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, Jackie, give us a little bit more specifics about who else is going to be part of that panel and the exact name of the the event. Okay, so the name <laughs> of the event is part of our mission, which is really, um, it's this to educate people about wearable art, what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And so it's called Exploring Expressions on the Human Form. So we feel that that's as crisp as we can get to this big, long Wikipedia <laughs> definition. Right. And the idea there is to talk again about the full range of what we consider to be wearable art and what the experts of fashion and wearable art 
consider that to be, mm-hmm. and also the makers. And so the com- it's a combination of the panel of Jay Cauldron, as I just mentioned, who has the fashion background to bring to the table, and he's an educator, which is fabulous. Paula Richter, who is a very renowned curator at the Peabody Essex Museum and who is instrumental in bringing the WOW show from New Zealand, which really is the creme de la creme right now of wearable art, mm-hmm. I would say, exhibits and performance art. Uh, then we have our uh, we have a fashion design lead fashion design instructor from Mass Art, where there's an incredible amount of beautiful art coming out of Mass Art, as you know, wearable art yeah, and fashion. We have Rick Krangle, who was our best of show, you know, fi- wood you know show piece out of wood last year because mm-hmm. he's um, a uh, a maker uh, who normally wouldn't be making wearable art but is one of those great examples. Right, of an artist working in wood. Exactly. Because he makes fantastic furniture and sculpture, wood sculpture, and now he he turned his view to making an incredible dress. He's on the panel, and Rick Rick will be fabulous to hear his story. Um, And then we have this student from Manchester Essex Regional High School who's part of an advanced placement class that was put together by Tamara Burns, Um, and the entire class is dedicated to this runway show making pieces. So I think we have seven. Yeah. Is that right? That's fantastic. It's very exciting because I think, you know, we're planting the seeds and it's so incredible to see what these young people can do because basically no one said no to them. Yeah. A lot of the professionals in the field have those inner voices saying no <laughs> and these these kids don't. So it'll be very exciting to see their work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the reasons why my theme this year for talking to the press about wearable art is that it's boundaryless. Because it's not it's boundaryless from the standpoint of, you know, all the different pieces of the art world that can participate, but also the organizations. I mean, for our runway show this year, our our uh, judges are from Mass Art, the MFA, and the PEM, right here in Cape right. Ann. I mean, how fabulous it's is that? It's fantastic. There's nothing else like it. That's there's nothing right. else like it up here. There's and, and there's nothing else like it regionally either. No one else is doing wearable art like this. And it's a complete like experience. You know, you you have the shopping so that you can you can acquire something that from someone that you looked at um there's great food it's a beautiful venue there's fantastic music the hosts are fabulous so it's just like every sense will be touched in the course of an afternoon not to mention all the fabulous people that are actually attending that you want to hang out with that's right (laughs) that's right (laughs) right and uh so the celebrate wearable art show is uh at cruiseport Mm -hmm. and um it's what's the timing for for the show on october 1st and that's a sunday it's a sunday it kicks off at two o'clock and they're shopping till um 3 45 and then we start right in on the runway show i believe there's a special segment in yep. there, some walking around art that can be mm-hmm. bought, wearable art. This is a new thing. You know, we try something new every year. Right. Um, so I know that the curators are working on getting some designs that can be purchased right off of somebody right. as they're walking around. That's cool. It'll so that's our new thing we're trying <laughs> this year. Last year we had the vests. Right. You know, yeah. So something different. Um, and I want to be sure to mention that this is a... You know, this is actually a benefit for Sea Arts. A benefit for Sea Arts, right? So we can't take, forget this. Yes. So Sea Arts, Jackie, uh, explain Sea Arts just for a moment. Well, Sea Arts is really the key collaboration arts organization in Cape Ann. It's a virtual group. It's a very, um, a, you know, kind of a small 
group of people that run Sea Arts as a volunteer board, but I would say the impact has been huge because it's been all about connecting the dots between the arts community and filling in the blanks in mm -hmm. helping create, be really the incubator to launch you know, new art events like wearable art, like the Plein Air Festival, a partner with an artist program, the Bass Rocks Loan Program. Those are all pieces of you know, things that have been launched through Sea Arts. And so mm -hmm. I think that is it's an organization that might be a little complex to understand sometimes because it really is about what we all are sitting here think needs to be the next great thing on Cape Ann. Mm -hmm. And so this is the chance to launch it. So Sea Arts is still the, the key nonprofit that um, is supporting in any way they can what we're doing um, and vice versa. We're really hoping to be able to give a significant amount of money to see it's at the end of all this that's fantastic so it's a benefit it's a benefit that's show right. with so many other benefits i mean <laughs> it's a it's a fascinating thing wearable art um because it is this unique world uh, a little bit but it's uh you know people are always trying to find that that piece of clothing that's mm -hmm. just a little bit different mm -hmm. or that piece that's unique and um and it makes them unique in the world. I just think that's a purposeful piece of yeah. what we try to do as yeah. as individuals looking for things to wear. Well, here's a little yeah. anecdote for this year. I don't know how we are in time, but we're good. Uh, we have a yeah. yeah. The um, we had a wonderful uh, talk by one of the curators at the PBD Essex Museum, a gentleman named Trevor Smith, and he was wearing this amazing shirt. So of course everybody else was focused on his talk, and I'm focused on his shirt. <laughs> so. I just said to him afterward, okay, I need to know about the shirt. And he said, well, my wife made it. And I said, so where's your wife? You know, where's her work? Where can I find it? You know, he said, oh, no, 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 you know, she's very private and, you know, you'll never see her work. And, you know, she focuses on men's clothes, but only on a custom base. I said, no, that's unacceptable. And I, you know, he said, well, good luck. And I had the most wonderful conversation with her about her work. And the truth is, the reason she never went out to market it is because a lot of the shows she had seen were not shows where things really could be worn, where you could actually walk out the door wearing a piece of Some wearable art. Some of the art. wearable art yeah, shows events that, that she, she had been invited to or had seen. She's from Australia originally. Um, so I was so pleased that she agreed to be part of our show, both on the runway and as a maker in the marketplace wow. to sell her men's clothes for the first time. So wow, that's, that's kind of exciting. For us. Yeah, very exciting. So I think these people are out there, but really hard to find sometimes. And the show is a little bit of a mix of that. I mean, there are pieces that you wouldn't necessarily wear. Right. And uh, that's important to know. But mm -hmm, there are yeah. works of art that can be worn and are made to be worn. That's right. as a as a visual tantalizing mm -hmm. uh, event you know mm -hmm. feast for the eyes you know and right. these these sculptures that are actually able to be worn right. instead of looking at them in a museum mm -hmm. uh, you can see them walking around and then there's this other side of wearable art where you have these wonderful custom-made pieces that um, that that are also just dramatic and beautiful if you went mm -hmm. to a special mm -hmm. event or sort of an yeah. everyday piece that you could wear to the office you know? so they, they really mm -hmm. go run the gamut there mm -hmm. in terms of um, accessibility mm -hmm. yeah. but also the, you know are visually pleasing from the artist's point of view of looking yeah. at sculpture yeah the hardest thing to show on the runway actually is jewelry yes that is yeah, the I was hardest ask thing that because yeah. you do work with a lot of uh, jewelers mm -hmm. and the jewelers have their work 
worn with other pieces. Sometimes, yeah. Some, yes. So so as the curator, Martha, how do you work with the jewelers and to highlight the jewelry? Why is that? Well, it's, it is difficult because some of the pieces are so small, and we often hope that the individuals that um, make the smaller pieces are also in the marketplace so that people have an opportunity to walk up and see the things in person. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, we choose to feature people who work in very large, visible mm -hmm. ways um, <laughs> just because, you know, one of our big concerns is making sure mm -hmm. that a show is very exciting and evocative. Mm -hmm. And if people can't see what's up there, um, it's not necessarily yeah. very thrilling. So we work a combination of both, yeah. and um, it's, it's worked out quite well, I think. So that's that's the jewelry piece. What mm -hmm. about other types of um, pieces that are being shown? Hats, um, we you know, other accessories yeah, like hats, scarves, um, boots. This year we have mm. we have some boots coming. Um, pocketbooks. Yeah, pocketbooks. Yes. So accessories are important also. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, again, when you talk about translating what's on the runway to something you might purchase, that's when those accessories are very important because mm -hmm. that is something mm -hmm. you can take home with you um, where you mm -hmm. can't take home Rick's wooden dress, um, <laughs> but you could take home a hat or scarf yeah. by one of the other artists. So there's also some other fun things that happen at this show, and one of them is we just had our call for models on Saturday, which was an open call mm -hmm. um, because we always want the community out there to have an opportunity to um, participate in that way and so we had some lovely young people come to our call yep. for models and you know we're always open to that we we think it's a it's ads and we have a professional modeling agency Darlene uh, from Webb Sweeney Murphy agency in Newburyport again just to show you the connections right. that we've made in this show right. who's been part of it for the last few years and so she'll be a big part of our rehearsal and she watches the walks and you know that has she'll bring some of her semi-professional models and we use a lot of local people um, that, that have contacted us or would like to be models so that's another mm -hmm. fun element of the show which we've again we we've really designed this to work in this situation that's and yet right. when it all comes together thanks to Martha who's being very modest about her yes. role <laughs> um, it actually does look professional well, we like the counterpoint, you know. I mean, it's wonderful to see somebody that you know from town who you think is a marvelous personality strutting down the runway yeah. with professional models in front and behind. <laughs> and in the same way, garments that really aren't necessarily wearable being shown with the marketplace with all these beautiful things that you can purchase. Mm -hmm. So I think it's that combination of things that makes the show really fun and certainly makes it fun for us as curators to put it together because we're just working with combinations of things and trying to make the end product as, as really fun and exciting as possible. And one thing I should mention, since we're sitting here in the KPN TV studios, is that last year we were fortunate enough to have the KPN TV team film the entire show. So that is still available on your YouTube station here and also on the wearableart.org website. Right, so people um, can just check it out what the right. last yeah. show was show. like that. Yeah, the 2015 yeah. So show. So from beginning to end, they did a beautiful job with that. Yeah. So it's it's really fun to watch. Great, great. Well, uh, Martha Sutak, curator of the Celebrate Wearable Arts show, thank you. Thank you. And uh, Jackie Ganim defalco all your work is amazing. And thank you for just bringing the spirit, this amazing show to, uh, to the Cape Ann area. I mean, again, 
Cape Ann leading the way, right? That's right. <laughs> and we really are. I, I have to say the final, the great thing for me was the endorsement from the PEM this year yes. because we were invited to be part of the opening of the World of Wearable Art exhibit. And they literally said there was no other wearable art group out there for them to even contact. And and so you're it was, doing it. it, you know, so. your group is doing it, and you're doing it right here in Gloucester and on Cape Ann, and engaging the rich artistic community that's here. Um, it's just a fun event. Uh, it's October first at Cruiseport. Um, September seventh at the Cape Ann Museum, Cape Ann, right, which right. is a very yeah. affordable event for everybody. Just you know, ten dollars for museum and sea arts members, and fifteen mm -hmm. for the general public. And and people can find more information on which website? Wearableart.org. Wearableart.org. Well, Jackie and Martha, thank you for joining us, me today with um, this Celebrate Wearable Art podcast as a kickoff to your wonderful event. And uh, listeners, please give us some feedback um, about what you've listened to today. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, take care.